This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It used to be that the NFL Combine was about the stars of tomorrow and about prospects getting a chance to work out, maybe run through drills, get measured, get poked, get prodded, get in front of teams to answer questions. It used to be about meeting the college stars, maybe even meeting Mr. Irrelevant, Brock Purdy. But now, actually, most Mr. Irrelevants don't go to the combine. But now it's become yet another NFL convention. It's become yet another opportunity for not just the media to show up in droves, but for coaches and general managers and, in some cases, even players to show up to be around the movers and shakers in their industry, and to once again answer questions. It's a really recent phenomenon that now there are press conferences or interviews a la Radio Row during Super Bowl week. And this is what happens. Radio stations from all over the country are now showing up at the Combine because that's where the big names in football are showing up. And it's less and less about what's happening and these made-for-TV events every night. It's less and less about the prospects that are dazzling or about the fastest 40 or the most impressive broad jump. I mean, there'll, there'll be some headlines that come out of the, the combine itself with the various workouts and drills and measurements. Remember Kenny Pickett and the small hands? That was really the big storyline last year. But honestly... It's more now about the setup to the offseason. And by setup to the offseason, I really mean more free agency, player movement, trades, a lot of quarterback questions, obvi. It's no longer about the up and comers. Now it's about the guys who are already in the league, new coaches, and question marks about building for 2023. But it's a decidedly veteran flavor now, established players now, as opposed to questions about the prospects. It, Like I said, it really is a recent phenomena, and it's becoming a lot more like what we see on Radio Row during Super Bowl week. It's another convention. And before you know it, it'll be the owners' meetings, and then it'll be the draft. <laughs> it really doesn't stop. It's brilliant marketing and brilliant calendar management, not load management, but calendar management for the NFL and by the NFL. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Love 
Love, love, love the fact that it's already the hump show. And I'm now inside of 48 hours. In fact, 36 hours from getting on a plane to Houston. First time flying in quite a while, actually. I'm trying to think the last time I flew. I guess it would have been September when I went to Green Bay to visit my family after we lost my Grammy and also was there for, that that was week two. I remember it because it was Sunday night football at Lambeau between the Bears and the Packers. Man, that seems like forever ago. But it was okay with me. I was I was fine with driving over the holidays. I did a lot of driving in October and November to visit friends, to visit family, my niece's college graduation. And I've got a couple of plane tickets for later in the year. But this is the first uh, time I'll be on a plane in quite a while. So I'm looking forward to seeing mom and other friends in Houston. So funny. My mother has taken to asking me if I want to invite other friends no, mom, I'm good. I really don't want to do anything while I'm here except for hang out with you. And she'll be teaching a couple of the days that I'm there. So uh, it'll be nice. I got to work on my syllabus, said Amy Lawrence, never before, ever. But I do. I have to work on my syllabus. Need to get it done uh, before we get any closer to the start of my class. So there's a lot to do, but it'll be nice to get away and have a few days off. So I will not be here Thursday night, Sunday night, or Monday night. Getting a long weekend, getting a break from the pets. Sorry, Penny. Uh, Not sorry, Sugar. So it's going to be a nice little trip to Houston with no work other than just my syllabus. So that'll be coming up later this week. So we've got a couple of more shows between now and then, including this one, The Hump Show. So that means it's your chance to ask Amy anything. We did not do this last. Well, no, we did do it last week, but it was atypical. It, It was different. I was just fielding questions off Twitter and Facebook. That was it. Uh, Wasn't a lot of pomp and circumstance to it. I was just reading them and answering them if I felt like I'd get to them quickly. So it was much more off the cuff and unorganized, but it was fine. So uh, if you want to find us on Twitter, After Hours CBS, the bright orange box is back. Oh, that's what was different last week because... Carlos didn't have access to our social, and I just did, had too much else to do. Uh, and so we didn't have the bright orange box with the yellow thought bubble. Uh, so it's back. You missed it, right? It's classic. This is the OG of the Hump Show. It's the OG. So Ask Amy Anything comes up in our uh, third hour of the show, which means you've got some time to be able to share your questions as creative as you can possibly be. I have no idea who's going to win the Super Bowl or the NBA championship, nor do I want to give you a prediction for the Stanley Cup, nor do I know who's, well, I I might be able to take a stab at who's going number one overall, although actually not because we don't know what's going to happen with the Bears and who they might trade that number one pick to. But I suppose if they trade it to a team that is looking for a quarterback, you can expect it would be Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud. So look, there I answered that question. So on Twitter, After Hours CBS, or on our Facebook page. And then our phone number is 855-212-4227. That's 855-212-4CBS. We are going to get to a lot of what we saw and heard at the, I don't want to call it the combine, really. It's more the convention that precedes the combine. So we saw a lot of coaches and general managers speaking out, more GMs, 
today. There, there were plenty of coaches too, but it was it was kind of cool to see Sean Payton. Uh, I know that there's not a whole lot of brouhaha around Andy Reid, but I saw him as well. Uh, it was really cool to hear from. Who else? Uh, hold on. I was thinking I, a, fl- a face just popped into my brain. Oh, it was really cool to hear from John Lynch, um, the Niners, their situation. I always enjoy hearing from John. Uh, but really, we've got a bunch of teams that had quarterback questions who were speaking out, but not just that. Uh, questions around other positions like wide receiver, running back, where teams are going to spend their money or not spend their money. So we're going to get to as much as we can in addition to uh, – our conversation with Jason Stark, longtime writer and reporter and insider for Major League Baseball. If you love baseball or you're critical of baseball, if you are seeing the value in the rules changes or not, if you haven't watched baseball in a long time because you think it takes forever, this would be the opportunity to understand what's happening in the game that may make it more appealing to you. But if you love baseball and you're more of a purist or a traditionalist, I also recommend listening closely to this conversation. I caught up with Jason and because he's in spring training and his number one goal is to monitor these rules changes and their impact on the game well, then it's it's the perfect opportunity to understand not only baseball's perspective and the whys, but also the hows and the who's, <laughs> the reaction. Who's on first? So a conversation with Jason Stark that you don't want to miss. Uh, he and I go way back to our previous network. We've been friends for 15 plus years. And it's always a thrill to have him on the show. I remember when I first started interviewing Jason as part of my uh, previous responsibilities at a different network, I would really have to pay attention. Uh, There are times when, and I would say I don't do it as much now, but sometimes where I'll be researching my next question or I would be thinking about something else and not paying as close attention. Again, I'm, I'm not telling you that this is recommended. Uh, in fact, I now tell young broadcasters that the number one skill you need to have to be a great interviewer is to listen. Listen. Stop whatever it is that you're doing and listen. But the thing that Jason does that will catch you off guard and that, that it did multiple times. I remember when I was a younger broadcaster and I was new to the world of Jason Stark the fact that he will frequently ask me questions. He'll frequently turn. Now, I don't know if he does this with every guest, but I know that he would frequently turn it on me and ask me my reaction. <laughs> so if you're not paying attention, if I wasn't paying attention, I there would be this awkward silence and I would miss uh, what Jason was talking about. So I learned my lesson quickly, but also I needed to learn that lesson anyway. So none of that with Jason, just a deep dive into some of the rules changes, primarily pitch clock, but that's not it. Um, And then some of the other major stories already brewing as we are (gasps) final few hours of February. Farewell, February. Fare thee well, February. Marching into March 
and into the madness. So, yes, a lot going on from baseball to football and the convention combine, the combine convention, and then basketball because it was a much deeper slate in the NBA on this Tuesday night. And we had the hottest team in basketball that was falling behind early, behind early, and wondering if that was going to be the end of the win streak. But also a couple of other really impressive victories as I don't think it's emphasized enough that this is the stretch run. This is it. We're talking about five weeks left to go, 20 games left to go in the NBA regular season. And you've got teams that are going the wrong way. Uh, But you've also got teams that you can see are starting to dig down deep and want to make the most of the opportunities that are left of them, regardless of what happened in the past. We've also got history. And we'll start there with the top two teams in the Western Conference. With my apologies to the likely NBA MVP for a third consecutive year, the Joker can hang out for a second while we give you history from the Memphis Grizzlies and one superstar, Ja. Morant blows by Hachimura to the rim, lays it up and in. Welcome to the Ja Morant Show. Welcome to the dark. Lob into the lane for Davis. Intercepted by Jackson. Here come the Grizz. Jones ahead for Conchar. Conchar into the paint. Running floater, no good. Oh, Jared Jackson just posterized Anthony Davis with a follow left-hand jam. Schroeder left wing. Lobs for Davis. Intercepted by Bain. Bain gets by a defender. Bain lobs for Morant. Oh, what an alley-oop and a two-handed finish for John Morant. Bain with an absolutely gorgeous pass and Morant displaying the athleticism that has made him a star. 39 points for John Morant, but not just that, a triple-double. Eat your heart out, Joker. 39 points, 10 rebounds, 10 assists, 2 steals, and more points in the third quarter than any Grizzlies player ever. It was John going to get a bucket. 28 points alone in the third quarter for Taylor Jenkins and the Grizz. Obviously, Ja, special third quarter, you know, franchise record. Um, you know, he just was in attack mode, and that's what we needed because our offense wasn't really clicking in the first half. And, you know, to see what X is doing, you know, is really special. He's a monster in the paint. He has some unbelievable finishes. Um, but then the turnovers, you know, you turn the ball over, it's hard to get your defense set. Actually, the Lakers, regardless of Ja Morant, definitely had a turnover problem on this night against the Grizzlies. A season-high 26 turnovers. And remember, no LeBron James. We just got to take care of the ball. You know, 26 turnovers, I think they have for uh, 41 points. 61, 81, something like that, points in the paint. Like, we just got to be better. It's LeBron James, uh, pretty good basketball player, pretty good, you know, leader. Uh, pretty good. Makes the game easy when he's playing, and even when he's not playing, you know, he's talking over uh, scenarios in halftime, uh, you know, things that we could look at, things that we could, you know, have an advantage doing. So, uh, LeBron's LeBron. He is LeBron, but the Lakers don't have him in a uni right now, and they slip four games below 500. Um, and now is not the time where you really can afford 
a slip. There's so little margin for error in the NBA's Western Conference that I've mentioned it before. I'll mention it again from the Phoenix Suns, who are about to get some reinforcements from the Phoenix Suns down to the Oklahoma City Thunder. So fourth place down to the 13th team in the West. They are separated by just four games in the loss column. Four games for all of those teams. Ten teams separated by four games which means the Lakers will lose ground quickly if they can't figure it out. LeBron or no, you cannot turn the ball over 26 points. And then you hear uh, Davis and Ham also referencing the points in the paint that they give up. The, the Grizzlies are dangerous. They're a team that picked up some important playoff experience last year. They certainly have got star power. They're young. They're athletic. And they've got great coaching. They're a dangerous team. It's our ability to adapt at halftime, you know, to get on the same page, which, you know, we have our game plan going into the first half. We use our timeouts and, you know, the first quarter break to, you know, kind of read and feel out the game. You obviously want to have a really good feel from possession one, but that's not always the case. You know, teams are going to present different challenges as the game goes on. You know, our offense wasn't really clicking. You know, our defense was pretty good outside of, you know, second chance points and, and the free throw line. And, um, you know, sometimes it's a defensive emphasis, you know, at halftime, it's offense, it's both. Um, there was definitely more of an emphasis on just, you know, finishing the boards only gave up four second chance points in the second half, which was huge. I say, guys, we got we to gotta find a way to get stops and rebounds and keep them off the free throw line so we can get out and run. We do that in the third quarter and you see what Jock can do, pushing the pace, scoring, kicking out, you know, for threes. Um, you know, he scores 28. The other guy scored 19. We get 47. So it's just our ability to kind of take stock in what the first two quarters are and say, hey, here's what we got to do better in the third and, and, uh, and beyond. And, and our guys have a pretty good ability to re- respond and react to that. The Grizz were out-rebounded by the Lakers, and they only made six three-pointers. They were abysmal from beyond the arc, but they took 112 shots to just 86 for the Lakers. And yes, the points in the paint, nearly 90 of their 121 points were in the paint. That is, that's astounding. You want to talk about a great ratio, Of your 121 points, 86 of them are in the paint. That means that you are aggressive. It means you're forcing the issue. It means you're getting close to the rim. It means also a lot of times that you get extra free throws. Now, in this particular game, they didn't have more free throws. But the fact that they were working all of the angles and getting higher percentage shots, 86 points in the paint and 41 points off turnovers. Plus jaw. That's your ball game. So the Grizzlies at the number two spot in the West, trying to keep pace with the Nuggets, who have yet another piece of history for their all-star center. We'll get to that coming up. But you can find me on Twitter, A Law Radio. Also, send your questions for Ask Amy Anything to my Twitter, the show Twitter, our Facebook page. It is the Hump Show. We've got a lot. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. To do, it's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. Murray gets it in on top over to Reggie Jackson. Guarded by Washington. Pick there from Bryant. Reggie moves off of that. Left side, Murray, three. Yeah! Jamal Murray has 30 in the basketball game. And the Nuggets lead at 102-79. to 9.9 seconds left for Denver. Nuggets are looking for an oh-by-the-way bucket to end the third quarter. Murray gets triple team. Spins away from it. Throws at the corner. Three-pointer, Bruce. Got it at the horn! Nuggets score 106 points through three quarters of play. Left side now, catch and go as Smith leans in. Layup is no good. Rebound down to Nikola Jokic, and there it is. His 100th career triple-double for Nikola Jokic. Also his 24th on the year for the big fellow from Denver. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. That's Jason Kosmicki on Nuggets Radio. Not only does he lead the NBA in triple-doubles, so as you hear, 24 of them this year, but he's got 15 in his last 20 games, and the Nuggets do not lose when he has a triple-double, even though this one only required three-quarters of work for the Joker as they handily beat the Rockets on Tuesday. 28 straight games, and that goes back to last season. They've won 28 straight times when he's had a triple-double, which doesn't just mean he's loading up the box score. It means the team operates better. The team plays better as a whole. There's more synergy, if you will, when Jokic is doing his thing. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence here on CBS Sports Radio. There was a game ball that was presented to him by Mike Malone after this 100th career triple-double because it's important. There are only six, now six players in NBA history who've ever accomplished this feat. Remember, we've been talking about the elite company Should he win a third consecutive MVP award? Only four players in that category. But in this case, only six have ever had more than 100 career triple-doubles. 
there's at least one name that is funny. I mean, I I know he did it because I remember what had happened, and I know how he did it because I remember his career, but it's still funny. You would almost think which one of these is not like the other. But Russell Westbrook, of course, uh, he's actually the all-time leader in NBA history. Remember, he averaged a triple-double over a season in winning his MVP award. Oscar Robbins, or Robertson, excuse me, uh, he was the one that Russell Westbrook passed. Magic Johnson, Jason Kidd is the odd one out, but he would do just enough a lot of times. He was a really active player, of course, with the assist because he was a point guard. He wouldn't necessarily score a ton of points, um, but he would fill up a stat sheet in a variety of ways. LeBron, yes. And then Jokic, who actually is nipping at the heels of LeBron, Kidd as well. They're just six and seven triple doubles ahead of him, so... Nicola has more than enough time this season if he continues on this trajectory to be able to pass those two guys and move into fourth place before this year is done. So the 14 points, the 11, the 11 rebounds, the 10 assists, maybe not one of, uh, one of his more dazzling nights. Remember, he had 40 the other night against the Clippers when they went into overtime. That was Sunday. Uh, but still, 100 is 100. When you stat padding, it's easy, you know, so. Stat padding. You heard that, right? You heard the stat padding stuff out there. Yes, of course. I mean, it's which, true. He was responding to what the fans were saying, which is funny, uh, when you're stat padding. I suppose if you are a Rockets fan and you really don't have much to talk about, much positive to say, uh, misery loves company. And so for the Rockets fans, the best they could come up with was stat padding. So, yeah, the Nuggets have their way uh, now still with that Sizable lead atop the Western Conference, where the rest of it is so nutso. Uh, the Grizzlies Nuggets separated by five and a half games atop the West. But the Nuggets now have 44 wins, 19 losses, but same number of wins as the Celtics and the Milwaukee Bucks. Holiday beats the Portis, catch and shoot three, and he drains it. Milwaukee has its first lead since the two minutes into this game when it was a 5-4 lead for the Bucs. They now lead it 85-84. Holiday crossing over, drives, floats the shot, off the window and good at the horn. Tough shot from Drew Holiday to round things out in that first half. Milwaukee goes the other way, Giannis more specifically. Long strides to the cup, counter with a foul. He comes away shaking his head. You can't stop me. No, they cannot. He has now 33 points with a chance to make it 34. That is uh, Bucks Radio Dave Kane, and they were well on their way, though they started in the hole against the Brooklyn Nets. But by the time they got to the third quarter and, and really beyond that, they only allowed 42 Brooklyn points in the second half and outscored them handily in the third quarter alone for a 15th consecutive win. So, yeah, a lot to be done still. It's not like they have accomplished anything. But if they would like the Eastern Conference to go through Milwaukee, the Eastern Conference playoffs, not to go through Boston. So, this to me, this would be fairly, this would be fairly impressive if they end up Catching the Celtics after the pace the Celtics have set for this season. If the Bucks would earn that top seed in the East, to me, that would be a major coup. But would also establish them as 
a team with great confidence and really remind people that they've got a championship moxie still. You know, the Celtics got to the the NBA Finals last year, and they are a superb team. They've got a lot of veterans. The Bucks are not that far removed from a championship. And the way that Drew Holiday is playing right now with 14 points, 8 assists on this night, Giannis back in the lineup with 33 points and 15 rebounds. I mean, this team is now starting to not just surge, but to settle in for a championship run, what they hope will be another championship run. Uh, so, yeah, especially when you've got games where you're behind, you're not playing your best basketball at the beginning, but you can see the opportunities ahead of you and you recognize that there's a long way to go. You just got to stick to the game plan. Down eight with six minutes left. Um, I, I think to be able to <clears throat> kind of have the belief that we're never really out of a game and, and to kind of close it out, it feels good. But winning winning's always good. Yeah, that confidence is humongous. Now, Giannis made an appearance on The Daily Show, and I guess it was the NBA version of Dad Jokes. So we'll we'll get to that a little bit later on. I'm just glad he's back in the lineup because there was some concern about his knee injury suffered the other night. Huge performance for Mikhail Bridges, one of the newer Brooklyn Nets, 31 points, and actually had 10 in a row uh, for his own personal 10-point burst. But... The Bucks, they're deeper, and this night, Giannis was too much to handle. It's tough to game plan against him. I mean, everybody tries to game plan him, and, you know, the numbers he still put up, it's tough. But um, I think it's just got to be together as a team at all times because, you know, if he sees one lane, it's just a little opening, you know, it's tough to guard him. Definitely is that he's not only athletic, but long and lean and powerful and can leap out of a building as I look up and see him jam uh, the ball through the hoop. It happens so often where I look up and whatever it is that I happen to be talking about is on full display on one of the TV screens in front of me. It's freaking out there. I can't believe it. It reinforces the idea that your phone is always listening to you. (laughs) Always. <laughs> All right. You can find us on Twitter after our CBS. If you want to send a question for Ask Amy Anything, also on our Facebook page. Still to come on the NBA Hardcourt, could the defending champions be heating up? And also, the Dallas Mavericks are definitely going the wrong way. We are awaiting Kevin Durant's debut in a Phoenix Suns uniform. So that will happen very soon as well. Now, top of the hour, Jason Stark, a conversation with the longtime baseball insider and senior writer from spring training about the rules changes, whether you love them or hate them. You do not want to miss this conversation with Jason. Uh, not only does he make it, a lot of fun, and and he's goofy, but he also really explains what baseball is doing and why baseball's actually giddy over the way all of this is playing out. A wonderful conversation with Jason that you don't want to miss. And straight ahead, we're going to dive into some of the big storylines from the Combine. And no, it's not the next generation of NFL stars. It's the current generation of NFL players that are grabbing the spotlight as coaches and general managers are meeting the media yet again it's after hours on cbs sports radio you are li- we really need new phones t-mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iphone 15s and each line is only 25 dollars a month new iphone 15s it's better over here. only at t-mobile get four iphone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Listening to the After Hours Podcast. Game tied, 35 apiece. Pacheco's the running back. Tony comes in motion. Here comes pressure to the outside. As Mahomes steps up, he's going to scramble. He's at the 40, bad ankle, 30, bad ankle, 20. Tackled from behind down to the Eagle, 18-yard line, a 25-yard scramble. What bad ankle. He is limping back to the huddle. Don't tell me, don't underestimate how tough Patrick Mahomes is. Heisier White, the ex-charger, tackled him from behind. The Chiefs have first down and 10 at the Eagle 18-yard line with 2.23 to go in the game, and the game tied 35-35. Off the field, on the money, and after hours, it's time to talk football with Amy Lawrence. Is there ever a bad time to talk football? I I suspect not. Maybe not on the night when, say, the Stanley Cup champion is crowned. We might limit our football talk, but when people ask me, I remind them or I tell them that football drives the bus in this business. If you know your football, you are already one step ahead. You're already making good progress. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. You can find me on Twitter, Radio. We've done a bunch of different questions uh, surrounding various quarterback moves. One of them, going back to last week, was would you rather have a Derek Carr or an Aaron Rodgers if you consider all the factors, money, length of time, ability, personality, Uh, where the team is in terms of being ready or not to challenge for uh, either the playoffs or a championship. And I really do believe the majority of you considered personality more than you considered ability. Uh, Some of you did consider the cost that Derek Carr would be cheaper, at least initially, but he would probably require a longer investment. So that was interesting. I'd say about two-thirds of you went with Derek Carr. And then last night we were asking you to rank them, and maybe I'll go back and share some of your answers uh, on both Twitter and Facebook. There were a few Jimmy Garoppolo's. I would say there were more Derek Carr's. Some Lamar Jackson uh, saw a few for Bryce Young as well. For the most part, it's... uh, It's a healthy mix, and we don't have a lot of answers right now coming off of what was, a, I thought, a brilliant season where we had so much great drama. We had half the playoff field turnover, and as you hear with Mitch Holtis on Chiefs Radio, we had a 35-35 tie in the final stages of Super Bowl 57. Uh, So, yeah, there's a lot of questions that we don't have answers to. And weirdly enough, by this time, we usually have players that have been franchise tagged. We usually have some indication of um, 
at least the dominoes that will drop that will kind of put everything in motion. But other than a few players being cut um, for salary cap casualty, Carson Wentz, the first of the quarterbacks who's been ousted, not a huge surprise there given his price tag. For the most part, it's been relatively quiet since the Super Bowl. And the start of the league year is just days away, really just days away. Uh, The question was asked of Super Bowl champion coach Andy Reid on the field, whether or not he might consider retiring. And I'm glad to hear he's not reconsidered even in the weeks since their second Super Bowl win in four seasons. I was asked that question so many times down there. (laughs) <laughs> and so Jay Glazer is about the 60th person that asked me about um, about retirement. And I, I go, you know, Jay, I'm, I'm going to start looking in the mirror. I'm going to go look in the mirror after this, and, and maybe I'm missing something. You know, and so I, I, I gave – we were joking around, and, and he put it out there. And, and so all of a sudden I I, I was retiring, but that, it was it was a joke. Uh, Phew. You know, I, I, I love the guys. I love the organization. I mean, the Hunt family treats us great, so – uh, that's not where I'm at right now. Thank goodness, because he and Patrick Mahomes have one of the great relationships, the most productive relationships in the NFL and maybe even in sports. The fact that they're such an odd couple, it it makes me smile. The way that they're prolific in terms of how they navigate the offense and the way that Andy Reid has tailored not just – his offense around his quarterback, but has brought pieces that will fit the offense. A lot of motion and misdirection and goofy stuff like ring around the rosy in the backfield. I mean, this kind of crazy stuff works and it's fun and he's having fun. And obviously the Chiefs are winning with three Super Bowl appearances in the four years and now two rings in the four years. And the Shake Shack. I do love the Shake Shack, and I actually had a cheeseburger for dinner, so one that I made myself, uh, so that uh, I could identify with when it comes to Andy Reid. I grew up on In-N-Out. The AFC West last season won by the Chiefs for a seventh consecutive year at 14-3. and Not just that, they were the top seed. Um, they were a team that was kind of running neck and neck with the Bills most of the season. You all remember what happened in that Bills-Bengals game, the regular season matchup in Cincinnati where the Chiefs had the edge. But they did take care of business. They had 14 wins this season, despite the fact that people thought that they were going to get left behind in a new-look AFC West. Well, we know that's not the case. Yes, the Chargers won double-figure games. They also had a playoff spot as a wild card, so ending a bit of a drought for them. But the Raiders were 6-11 and in Josh McDaniel's first year. They no longer have a quarterback. That's why Derek Carr is available. So Josh McDaniel speaking at the Combine in Indianapolis on Sirius XM NFL Radio. What about that QB job in Vegas? We all know we have a... Uh, an opening there at this point now and mm-hmm. um, you know going to get that started tonight actually going to get to meet with I'd say six or seven of them Good. Uh, tonight just to have an introduction and um, you know it's a long process there's a lot that goes into it but um, there's some quarterbacks to like that's yeah. for sure. It's interesting that he mentions the number there and that obviously pops because whether you're talking about Young quarterbacks or quarterbacks that are available in the draft, I mean, they'd likely have to move up. Or whether you're talking about a veteran quarterback, he said something about being a long process. 
I don't know if you can afford to wait that long. Uh, these quarterbacks, at least the veterans, will get snapped up pretty quickly. Now, Derek Carr, obviously not going back to Vegas, and he's one of the most attractive available QBs. Uh, Carson Wentz, Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold, to, the, to me, those seem more of a second-tier type of thing. We don't know about Aaron Rodgers, and actually Brian Gutenkunst, the general manager of the Packers was speaking on Tuesday as well. So we'll get to that coming up a little bit later. But what Josh McDaniels is saying about it being a long process makes me think you better not take too much time because you could be the team that's left with no viable options or no attractive options, or you could not have your first option if you take too long. Um, But there is this idea of a young guy, that you like, that you can mold, that you can groom in your system, that you're starting fresh with that young guy or a veteran who you believe, if you believe your team should be equipped to win now, that you slot him in and recognize that he can get up to speed quickly. Honestly, both avenues are options. Um, and where, with where we're at now, um, you know, really, we only have Chase Garbers under under contract going forward, and Chase has obviously never played in an NFL game. So um, <laughs> there's going to be some additions at that position, um, and I would imagine, Charlie, it'd be both avenues that we go down to try to go ahead and uh, put some competition in that room. But there's no doubt in my mind that the long-term plan here is uh, to have a young player um, that we can eventually develop and, and is going to be a, a Raider for a long time. I don't know for sure, but if I had to guess, I would say that was Charlie Casserly, Sirius XM NFL Radio. So that brings us to the Broncos then, who are in the basement of the AFC West. So when Chiefs, Chargers, Raiders, Broncos, uh, they obviously traded away a ton of draft capital to get Russell Wilson. So right now it's sink or swim with Russ. But Sean Payton is on the scene. He's been putting together his coaching staff, and he is ready to act like 2022 never happened. When we get into the offseason, you know, I'm going to park a car with no rearview mirrors, side view mirrors. Those will all be gone. You know, we got to get past all those difficult things. It was a tough year. And so they have success last night i don't think the upstairs meeting room matters to anybody i don't think it matters because i didn't see any articles from any of you prior to week one or week two and that was happening but it that's that's what happens when you lose everything gets looked at closely true winning is a great elixir winning also tends to keep the flies off so to speak um that flies tend to flock to poo bugs flock to poo not that i'm comparing the media to bugs in this situation though i suppose that might be appropriate in the minds of some of you (laughs) but there's a lot more interest shall i say uh in a losing team because that's just how the business is when everything's going really well yeah it's a great story but As sports fans, and yes, as media that kind of reflect the sports industry, there's a lot more interest, a lot more chatter. There are so many unanswered questions, and that tends to 
lead to speculation and analysis. All of that is such a big deal when a team is losing. So the issues are then magnified, right? So for the Denver Broncos, a lot of questions around Russell Wilson. Now, remember the report that came out uh, late last week that Russ tried to get Pete Carroll and John Schneider fired in his last year in Seattle. But Pete... Whether or not it's true, and I say take it all with a grain of salt, he likes this idea that Sean Payton might be able to help resurrect Russell Wilson's offense. I don't think you could come up with a better guy to coach a quarterback than Sean. He, he's he's proven that. You know, he's had such tremendous success. He's we battled against him for years. He's a great thinker. He's got a great play calling uh, mentality. Um, the the. The discipline of his teams has always shown up, and, and, and that'll be a big factor taking over. Uh, they, you know, they're very fortunate to get him to go there. Now, see, look at P. Carroll. The fact that he ended up with Geno Smith, back Geno Smith from the beginning, is huge because he now has no reason to throw stones. And while they're still working to try to get a long-term deal with Geno Smith. There's also been some talk that they might they might use one of their draft picks on a quarterback. They're actually picking fifth. But they do want to keep Geno Smith. He's the comeback player of the year. He set some franchise records this season. And so, yeah, because they've got the fifth overall pick courtesy of the Denver Broncos, plus their own first rounder at number 20, they can afford to think outside the box and look at various options. All right, so we'll do more football from the Combine coming up. But next, Jason Stark on all these wacky rules impacts. It's spring training. It's After Hours, CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.